I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, Episode 19, Seeing Miracles in Plain Sight. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello, ladies, and welcome to another episode of Let It Glow. I'm just off the hills of a fantastic weekend in San Clemente. I attended an innovators conference, and it was glorious. I was able to do some of my favorite things learning, connecting with like-minded people, going to the beach. I was able to get a Thai massage and, of course, yummy food. And really, weekends like this just give us an opportunity to restart and kind of refocus. There were so many important takeaways, but one I really want to focus on is miracles. We were asked to write down all the miracles we've seen in our life since September. So at first, I started with the big ones. Those are always the easiest to point out. I had the fundraiser back in November, and that was a great success. And then the trial, 405 years later, (laughs) we was convicted. That was a success. Um, Just filling up my retreats, it's been really exciting to see the progress of that. But what struck me is all the little things that I often overlook, the little miracles. Sometimes I just don't see them. And that's a question I want to start with today is, Do you see the miracles in your life, the little miracles, all of the miracles? Because every day, miracles are happening all around us. And it's interesting as we talk about seeing miracles, because sight has been heavily on my mind. So I've talked about Clover before. She's my little six-year-old, and she's just adorable. She has these beautiful, big brown eyes, and I just can't, you know, she's just so precious. And just the last probably week, I started noticing that her eyes were kind of not quite focusing, like something was just a little bit off. It wasn't very obvious. My husband didn't notice it. I talked to her teacher at school, and she hadn't really noticed anything was off. But, you know, mama's instinct, I decided to take her to the eye doctor. And it's just ironic because right now we've, um, I'm in a book club and they're reading my book, Rubber Band Girl, which is kind of the story about my daughter Hadley. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But There was a time around Clover's age, Clover's a little bit older, that I discovered that Hadley had vision problems as well. And I just remember kind of making fun of myself as this young mom that I was so sad that my daughter had to have glasses. Well, fast forward, I don't know, it's been a few years since Hadley was five, and I've kind of had the same reaction with Clover. And I just was just kind of having a hard time because, you know, I, I deal with vision problems, Hadley deals with vision problems, and now Clover apparently has vision problems and I didn't know it. So I took her to the doctor and we immediately knew that something was off. I mean, she couldn't read the largest letters far away. And as it turns out, she has like 2,100 vision, whatever that means. He tried to explain it to me, but she struggles with seeing and she's going to need to wear glasses. And so I just was thinking about the way she's been seeing things. It's all been blurry and she didn't know any different. That's all she's ever known. And so of course she didn't know to tell me, hey mom, everything's blurry because that's all she knows. And she did tell me she's been seeing double-eyed. 
But it was really cute because when we first put glasses on her, it just it just brought tears to my eyes. She was so excited because everything wasn't fluffy anymore. She said, Mom, everything's not fluffy and blurry anymore. I can see. It's so clear. And she'd put her glasses on. I can see. And she'd take them off. Oh, now I can't see. And she just kind of kept going back and forth. It was a little game for her. And it just kind of made me think about this conversation of miracles. Do you clearly see the miracles in your life? Or does it get blurred out by what's not working? So even if I wasn't focused on the miracle that, you know, getting glasses is in the beginning, I was able at least, given that instinct, that impression, to take her to the doctor. And now we have the miracle of glasses that she can see now. She can see the board. She can see things clearly. And it's like a whole new world has opened up for her. And it's just fascinating because, again, this is a very sensitive topic for me. Starting when I was just about one and a half years old, I was playing in the neighbor's yard. I went over my brothers and their friends were playing baseball. And I wanted to be part of what was going on. And I went over there and somehow one of the baseballs that was hit landed right in the socket of my eye. I got hit right in the eye with the baseball. And it was a very scary, traumatic experience for me, for my brothers and anyone that was there. And my older brother, Jason, he immediately took me home to my mom and they took me to the hospital and they learned right away that I had had a detached retina. And the hope was they'd have me lay down in this metal crib day in and day out, hoping that that would repair itself or that somehow that it would be fixed. But when it was all said and done, it didn't get fixed. I still have a detached retina and I cannot see out of my right eye. I have slight peripheral vision, but let's just say my parking skills are not great because it's kind of a guessing game. And one of the saddest moments of my life is when I couldn't see 3D and everybody else could because you have to have two eyes to do that. But it's just been one of those things that I've always been aware of and always been very careful about. Like my parents would always make me wear like goggles or different things if I was playing any type of sports or anytime there'd be a risk to my eye getting injured. And it was just kind of one of those tricky things was growing up. My eye, I had a lazy eye and I would look at one place, but it would look like I was looking over there. Like my eyes did not, did not match each other. They did not get along. One would go to the left, one would go to the right. So people didn't really know what to look at. It was a little, little uncomfortable. But there was a surgery that could fix that, but my parents had the fear that if something were to happen, if there were going to be, there might be damage to the eye, I might lose it. And, you know, that was a real possibility that that would happen anyway based on the damage to my eye. But thankfully, when I was about a freshman in high school, my parents agreed to let me have the surgery. And it was the best thing ever because now when I looked at you, you knew I was looking at you. But I've always been very sensitive to that. And so, like I said, it was my right eye that I'm blind in. And it's just been one of those things that, you know, I've just always had, I don't want to necessarily call it a handicap because I really didn't ever know the difference, but it's been something that I've had to adapt to, especially with driving and doing certain things. So as I mentioned a little bit earlier, when Hadley was five, she failed the vision test at school. And again, I didn't really have any indicator that she couldn't see. She didn't tell me. And I didn't have, there was really no signs that something was going on. And so when I took her to the doctor, 
it was kind of a shocking experience because it was the first doctor looked at her and then he left and he brought in some more doctors. And the next thing I know, they're all kind of looking into this little telescope trying to figure out what's going on with Hadley's eyes. And it was at that moment that they asked me if she'd had an injury because she had a dislocated lens. I said, nope, no injury. What's going on? I said, well, we don't really know. We're going to send her to a specialist. And it was that that step that took me to the specialist when he looked at her eye. And the first thing he asked after he saw her eye is, she tall for her age? Well, my five-year-old, who actually probably looked like an eight-year-old, who sometimes would get questioned whether she could eat off the kid's meal or not, was very tall for her age. And I didn't really know any different because, you know, we're tall in our family, but she definitely exceeded even our own height. I mean, she was tall. And it was the first time I heard the word Marfan syndrome. I had never heard of it before. It was all new to me. And it was in discovering this dislocated lens that we learned that Hadley had a connective tissue disorder. It's a long process. We had to go to geneticists, heart doctors. And that's, that's a story for another podcast. Actually, I'm trying to get Hadley down here to do a podcast with her. She's just a fascinating young lady, and her story is pretty, pretty amazing. Her perspective and the way she's handled her own you know, difficulties in life. She's a great example of just having a great attitude. But back to the vision conversation. You know, with Marfan syndrome, there's a lot of things that she's had to deal with with her health. There's been a lot of pain associated. She did have an enlarged aorta, which meant she couldn't play basketball for a very long time. That was one of her dreams. But eventually that kind of, it, it kind of dissolved. Like her her aorta, as at about 12, we discovered she was okay. So really what we are left with is her back pain, which is pretty severe, and her eye issues, which is like basically she's had countless surgeries, many hopeful doctors thinking they could help her, but she still sees double vision. She just has to adapt. Like I said, she's very adaptable and she really just never complains. And so I guess being fair to myself, when I discovered that Clover might be struggling with vision issues, it was, there's a little little PTSD associated with this. And I think any time that we realize that our kids are going to have to struggle with something or that maybe things aren't exactly the way they, that we thought they were going to be, you know, that's, that's just one of those things as parents we have to work through. And sometimes it's just a little bit of a process. But as we're talking about miracles, I really want to talk about the miracles in each of these situations. Because going back to me as a little one-and-a-half-year-old, what a blessing that my eye is still intact. My little niece, Brooklyn, has um, had cancer in her eye and ended up with a glass eye. And I've seen her just be so brave and handle it so wonderfully, but it's just an extra added challenge to not being able to use that eye or see out of that eye. And so, so often we focus on what's not working and what's going wrong. And it's been, a, it's been a difficult adjustment throughout my life to only be able to see out of one eye, but there are little miracles along the way, and that's, that's what we need to focus on because they're there. Now, I'm talking about Hadley. Five years old, we discovered through her failed eye exam that there was so much more going on with her that we probably wouldn't have addressed had we not known first about her eyes. That was like the beginning of this whole snowball of what was going on with her. And now looking back, I am grateful for that eye exam that led us to get the help that we needed for her. 
And so back to today, to right now, you know, with my sweet little Clover now wearing glasses and she looks so adorable and she's so excited and she likes to show everyone because she, she can see, she can see a difference. And there's just, like I said, a whole new world of possibilities open to her. And I think about the miracles that are happening all around us every day. And sometimes we don't see those or we don't see them clearly. For instance, right now you're breathing you're listening to me through a phone or a computer. I mean, who knows how all that works? And you are alive. Miracle on miracle on miracle. I love this quote by Albert Einstein. There are only two ways to live your life. One is though nothing is a miracle. The other is though everything is a miracle. I've decided to do a seeing miracles challenge. And I'm going to do this mainly for myself. I'm going to do it for 30 days where I'm going to get on my social media every day and share a miracle in my life. But what I thought I would do is open this up to you, my listeners, and those who follow me on social media, that they can follow along for seven days. And if you post a miracle on my social media, Instagram feed, you will be eligible to win $150. So are you in, ladies? This is an exciting time for you to take the opportunity to notice the miracles that are happening in your life right now. And the more we focus on the miracles and the more we see that abundance, the more that abundance is returned to us. So it's just a great way to go. So ladies, thanks for tuning in and start focusing on your miracles. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.